0: Hi, I'm Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome my dreamy friend, Melissa Grace. Melissa Grace is a Jungian oriented dream interpreter. Her website is The Night is Young which is a very clever pun regarding her work, where she helps people to delve into and decipher their dreams. Melissa is also an intuitive reader and energy worker. She has very attuned capabilities as a psychic reader, which I experienced myself in a brief reading with her, and is able to really pull from her clairaudient abilities to receive messages about individuals she's working with. Melissa and I talk all about dreams and what we can learn from them, what they might be trying to tell us, what certain patterns might reveal, what certain emotional dreams might be providing for us. And Melissa makes the fascinating point that all dreams are an offering. They're a gift that are meant to bring us something. I hope you find this conversation as fascinating and informative as I did. I really enjoyed delving deep into the world of dreams and the subconscious, and I hope you will as well. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hello, Melissa, and welcome to the Women Waken podcast.
1: Hi, Whitney. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Very excited to have you and to delve into the really exciting topics that we're going to be exploring today, because your work is pretty awesome and really fascinating, and I can't wait for the audience to hear about it. Uh, Melissa, would you mind sharing with us what is your work, what is it based in, and what is your your current practice right now that you, you're offering in, because you have your own business?
1: Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I'm a I'm a um, Jungian oriented dream interpretation coach and uh, an intuitive reader, and I uh, also do life coaching from the Jungian perspective. And um, I do, I have my own business, I do, I work with groups, I have several dream circles uh, for women, I have a dream circle for therapists and professional dream circle, you know, dream workers, and I uh, really love doing individual sessions with people, and have done individual sessions with people over a long, long term to work on specific issues, uh, so uh, yes. I mean, I come from a Jungian perspective, which is, you know, a lot of intuitive readers, I mean, or people who are psychic, kind of have a more metaphysical approach, or they might like um, uh, consult a dream dictionary. But from a Jungian perspective, it's very um, interactive. And um, I work with what people's uh, personal associations are to their dream images, and which is something we can talk about more about. So... Oh, is that, does
0: that answer your question? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Fantastic. All right. And so the name of your website is The Night is Young, which I think yes. is so clever. What <laughs> brought you towards I mean You just kind of explained a little that you, it sounds like you like a little bit more of the the tangible approach of youngin as opposed to just... Yes metaphysic but also i mean young is really about the shadow side and being open to both you know parts of ourselves that not just the ones that are are pleasant and at the forefront but the stuff that's going on behind the scenes that you know and correct me if I'm wrong, but i think it was Carl young that said something about yours if you don't understand it your subconscious will basically you know be the driver driving force for your actions is
1: yeah that- yes there is a, there's a quote about if you you know if you um um the unconscious, uh you know, if you don't I can't remember the exact quote, but it's basically <laughs> that if you don't um work with the unconscious, that it will come through in your life and you will see it as fate. That, That's it. That was see it. Yes, that was young who said okay. that. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, and that is very powerful. And I mean, and it I, you know, it's very true. I've definitely seen it in my own life and yeah. um um, yes, you know, and the shadow is a very really important part. I mean, I think Jung is responsible for for bringing the the idea of the shadow into the mainstream, and it's part of why people know what that is. You know, I mean, Kelly Clarkson wrote a song about the shadow, and you know that 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 that's why we can talk about it. And but it's interesting that the the shadow is not just about the dark side of us, but also just about whatever is repressed. Uh, and that is definitely something that that comes up in dream work a lot. Uh, people dream about what is unlived, what is unlived in them, what they don't really aren't really expressing in their in their conscious world really recognizing that becoming aware of it is a really important part of experiencing wholeness, which was really the kind of the holy grail for young and for you know, people like me who are interested or devotees of this like psych- of, I mean, of that psychology. That it's it's not about becoming sort of spiritually evolved and ascending and all that. It's it's about becoming whole. Young has a great quote that I love. That that I I would be rather I would rather be whole than good. Mm. And that is um, something that has really it's been a full, you know, an idea or a philosophy that's really informed my own life. And I, and that's how I, you know, I work with clients.
0: Great. And when did you first start working with clients in this, in this regard, in the, um, in the realm perhaps. of as a, as a reader, as a dream interpreter and and what came yeah. first for you? Were you
1: drawn first? What came first? first? Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, that's interesting. It's interesting. I think the, the readings came first because I, you know, I, when I was um, initiated into Reiki in 1995, um, I that was sort of that was in a kind of initiation into my spiritual awareness too, and in my intuitive capacities. A lot opened up for me when that happened, and when I started working on people, you know, doing energy work on them, um, I would get messages for them. And that's when I became aware of psychic guides that were working through me, and also my capacity to be a medium and to connect with the spirits I own on the other side. Um, so that that came first, and um, then it was you know. And I went to massage school and graduated in 1998, but I I never I never became an actual massage therapist. But that was kind of all part of this progression of kind of working in the field of healing arts and then when I was then in 2001 I after being in more kind of cognitive behavioral therapy for many years myself you know as a client I uh started to um see a a a Jungian therapist and I just took to it like a duck to water and I and I just had an you know amazing experiences immediately working with dreams and then it was and at that time I also joined a dream circle and it was through the dream circle and working with the, the the dreams of the people in the circle that I realized I had a real facility for helping people with their dreams. And that part of that was my psychic capacities. I, you know, I kind of sometimes I just get downloads about people's dreams, um, but also, I, you know, it just was, a, a, you know, a territory it was really comfortable walking in and then it kind of you know spread out from there I was always working the you know the dreams of my friends and the people I worked with and you know and I was just everyone would come to me what do you think this dream means and then finally um, in 2007 and it was after it was you know after working in my own therapy for a for a period of time and and I just remember coming out of a therapy session like just Really fired up, like okay, I'm going to do this. And my and my therapist was very, um, she was really encouraging. She's like, you can you you can be a dream worker. You can do this professionally. Um, you don't have to have a degree. It was financially not feasible for me to go and get a degree and and um, uh, you know to become a Jungian analyst and all that. So, and it's not you know because I'm an intuitive. I i i don't necessarily i can't i sort of work in a different way um because i'm tapping into unseen unseen energies and um and the guide so anyway so in 2007 is when i start when i started the website and when i started working with people and you know i i've been doing it ever since yeah
0: and you're clearly very talented and have some real natural gifts because when you and I had our call, our initial call, just mm-hmm. kind of talk about, you know, the podcast and what we would speak on you, you kind of, I asked you a little bit as yeah earlier, I imagine that yeah. being a dream interpreter interpreter is a little bit like being a doctor where, you know, if you know someone who's a doctor, you're going to ask about every little, <laughs> eight and after yes. you, everyone's like, I keep having this dream. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to, just say, Oh, you got to tell me this. I asked you <laughs> <laughs> for a dream. Yes. and you, you, as we were talking, you said, I'm kind of getting something kind of like knocking, wanting to kind yeah. of through. And, and you were kind yeah. enough to allow for this sort of channeled information. And it was spot on. And it was so yeah. helpful at that moment. Cause I was kind of in this difficult situation, trying to figure something out. And it really offered a lot of insight and felt so appropriate to be that information to come through for me. So that, that is to me, the essence of a true gift where it's, you know, just kind of, it, it just, you don't have to make an effort for it. It just comes through you and to you. And I think that's something that people mm. can't understand when they, they haven't had an experience of uh, a psychic experience or any type of, of a downloading channeling event.
1: Y- yes. Yeah, no, it is. There is a difference in that. And they, um, Well, and thank you. And thank you. I'm glad that what I offered to you was of service to you. And I'm that I'm grateful to hear that. And yes, there it it is. It's, it's a hard thing to explain what happens, (laughs) Um, you know, as, as somebody who's, if someone is not psychically attuned, like what happens and people ask, well, how do you know that, you know, how do you know that that's what's happening? and to me it's just natural like well I, that's what i see oh, that's what i see or that's what and that's what i hear because i'm claire audience and so i oh claire I, can yeah. you
0: share yes there's always a yeah. uh, confusion about yeah. the different
1: claire <laughs> yeah all the clairs yeah the claire sentient the Claire audience yeah hear yeah it's hearing yeah i have it's just the oddest thing in the world <laughs> i have you know, there is. It's just a. It's an inner voice, really. But it. It's a sensation of being spoken to, and for me, it's in my right ear that I feel it, and I hear these. I uh, hear a voice that tells me, you know, it tells me what what might be going on for someone. I also feel things. You know, I also get sensations in my body uh, when someone tells me something. Could that be Claire, Claire Sentience
0: yeah yeah
1: and then clairvoyance is when you see pictures in your mind of what's happening and I also that also happens to me so I I, you know I have I have all three yeah so yeah and it's and it's a you know it's an interesting experience and it's not something I even totally believed in and still I don't totally you know what is that you know like you know like what is that? And what is going on with that? I, you know, but I've learned, I learned over time to trust it. Yeah. And that, you know, and that, that was the is the learning over time to just be like, okay, this is what I see. And also, you know, offering what I see and what I hear and what I feel. And, and I always say, this is how, which is what I see. This is what I feel in here so that someone can decide, does this resonate with them? Um, because that's the most important part because it doesn't always, it doesn't always, you know, someone will say, I don't really get where that, what that is like, well, then, you know, let it go. Because again, I don't know what this
0: is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So it's not like, I, you know, I, I am an authority and that, in that regard, I'm a, I'm a conduit, you know, and there, there's a difference. And so, and that's the same thing with dream work too, that, you know, in the dream work, the dreamer is always the authority. The the dreamer always gets to say what an image means to them, always gets to say whether or not an idea that I have about a dream really resonates for them. And over time, you know, I've with dream work, I I find that I I interpret less and listen more because it's you know, the dreamer themselves has the wisdom. It's just a question of kind of, you know, directing, you know, directing them to look at certain things to, to find, you know, what an image might mean for them.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting when you say it like that, it sounds a lot like the work I do as a therapist, mm-hmm. yes. therapist job to tell anybody what to think or what to decide, um, what to believe. You just offer sort of what you're seeing and, and sensing as you speak to this person, as they share their, their stories and their experiences. And you kind of start to you know, see a bigger picture of you know, putting kind of some dots together and you offer, hey, this is a pattern I see. This is something, you know, that you were you aware of this, and people will say, Oh my gosh, I didn't know exactly. that makes so much sense. And it's sort of the same thing where you kind of whatever information is coming to you, you just keep you let it out there. And then the person themselves, you'll know by their response about whether it's resonating with them, if it's, you know, something that's meant for them or.
1: Exactly. That's exactly. Yes. That's exactly how I work. Yeah. I do find it interesting though, because
0: so I'm a tarot reader. And Mm -hmm. whatever this, you know, as you said, whatever you want to call it, the the sounds that you hear, the sensations you get, wherever this is, I've done readings where somebody will tell me, you know, I talked to a psychic last week and they told me almost the exact same thing that you told me. Yes. And so it's, so clearly Uh that person and I were getting the same, the same downloads, the same channeling of energy. And you do wonder, you know, is it just potential energies of this person's path that's coming through or, and and what do you, Melissa, what do you personally, because I think everyone has a different yeah. idea i use the term spirits or guide that's what it's because mm-hmm. I, I get a sense of uh something around me that's coming through um, yes
1: yes what, uh-huh. do you, what do you
0: usually refer to it as
1: yeah i i i feels like guides to me um it does it feels like it feels like a a energy a specific energy form or, or that is that is speaking to me but you know also intellectually i i also think that part of what's happening is that I'm, I'm connecting with someone's energy field and their field is telling me what is going on for them that they can't, that that person themselves can't perceive that I'm connecting with my higher self is connecting with the other person's higher self. And, you know, and sometimes that connection doesn't happen. You know, I, you know, like there are, you know, sometimes there's there you know I, I can't read somebody you know that does happen sometimes because my field and their field just don't want to talk to each other but most of the time my field and their field will talk to each other and the um and it does and it but there is also a sense of you know I, I feel it as guides I I feel it is as, as guides but but there is this other thing I mean and this is another young young concept is is um is synchronicity synchronicity is a is a a concept that Jung brought again into the mainstream and that this idea that for instance like sh- this person could have gotten a message from the same message from a psychic and then from you and then they they start seeing signs you know they start seeing you know like perhaps someone told them that you know they would it would be great for them to move to Oregon or something and then they start right. seeing License plates of Oregon all over the place, or they, you know, you know, like this idea that, or you know, you have a dream about something, and then your friend talks to you, and and they say they they bring up a topic that was in the dream, or something like that. Um, that there is this way that we are all connected. I think synchronicity is based on that, and the, uh, on what I think it's an energetic truth is that we are all connected energetically, and. There, and there is, like, this this source of energy, you know, I kind of see it as this ball of energy that we're all expressing in certain, you know, um, consciousness, you know, that we're all expressing in our own individual ways. And we can tap into it together, uh, express, and, you know, and, and help each other to... Uh, experience its wisdom, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not true. sure if that was a great image or not. <laughs> I, I think that,
0: you know, the idea. Well, interconnectedness is, you know, we see we see that in nature. If if we need a, a more science based approach, mm-hmm. just look at nature. You know, they talk about how mm-hmm. the under underground the root systems of forests are completely interconnected. They all serve and connect with one another.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they exactly all yes one another. And we're, we, we think we're different because we see ourselves as these autonomous beings, humans. Yes. We're, so we're not connected, but to me, I, I just, I'm a huge believer in, in that energy is all around us and that we're just, a, a, we, well, we already know that we're just energy slowed down enough that we can see our, we, we feel like we're a solid mass as a person, but mm-hmm. really it's just, we're still just all energy and yes, have yes. a greater energy field around us. And of course our energy fields connect with each other and everything else in the whole world. It's all just one big thing. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. You know, exactly. I think that's a, yeah, that's a great way to express it. Yes. That everything is energy. Absolutely. You know, um, when you tap
0: into it, the information you can get, it's huge it's yeah now you're, you're it is an infinite wealth of
1: knowledge <laughs> yes and- i mean there are, and it's all you know and it. And people will say like um that things are you know everything is a projection or illusion at some degree and you're just unfolding one illusion after another you know and i and i feel like that is part of the the spiritual path the spiritual processes and and i you know and i think that that's yeah <laughs> that part, that's part of where where doing readings comes from is that you're just you know pulling back the veil and yeah. just you know accessing a world that is not perceptible because we're so we're so oriented around the material
0: we're very attached to the five senses
1: yes very attached so to the five senses exactly. and, and yeah.
0: base our world on those things rather than what mm-hmm. might be beyond that mm-hmm. Exactly. I think it's, I mean, that's a big part of why uh, I like to have these conversations is I want to be a part of the path forward where, because I, we're really doing ourselves an, a disservice by not tapping into and using these things, these powers and these abilities that go so far beyond what we currently believe we're able to access. We we all have access to all of the knowledge everywhere yeah. about the universe, but we say, no, I need to just work based on my sights my taste, my smell, things I can determine based on the physicality. Mm-hmm. I just think, I just think there's the information so much more extensive and so I, We know that, you know, Yes, I yes. just know that just know that everybody understands it. Yeah. I just think the more yeah. that the average everyday person, all of us get to see these connections and these capabilities that we can begin to get more engaged and feel more connected with life. Cause so often we feel very disconnected from others in life because we don't feel that we are a part of
1: with one another it's so true it's so it's so very true we don't feel yes and there's that that sense of alienation that comes from mm-hmm. not and and i feel like that's something that just it so deeply affects our world you know that a sense of we're so alienated from our our ourselves as as spiritual beings you know as beyond just what you know our everyday reality you know are, are the five senses and you know that and then then if you're you're alienated from yourself as a spiritual being then you're alien then you can't connect you know then you have a sense of being alienated from the larger global community it's so you know and that is and to me that's just so sad so I think I think that part of what I love about dream work is that it it's a it's a vehicle for people to experience themselves as spirit as as their spiritual selves you know as their spiritual beings because it it is really amazing like you don't have to believe in anything to work with a dream image and 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 have an aha moment where you realize something about yourself about your life that just that blows you away and and it is that there is this experience of there's something more, you know, like I just went to sleep and I had this image that came to me or this dream that came to me and I worked on it and wow, now this whole world has opened up to me that I didn't even know was there. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's, a, that is a a spiritual experience and and so it's a especially for somebody who's more like intellectually oriented you know working at working a dream can be a way to really ex- experience that spiritual part of themselves and feel less alienation from you know their own their own souls um and then and then other you know and then the idea of the collective unconscious and that you know there are there are people who have dreams for the collective there are there are people who have dreams i've definitely encountered this some people more than others seem to be you know they just tap into the collective and they will they have dreams that are reflecting you know what is going on in the, in the world we are all connected and i wish more of us realized that you yeah. know
0: I think we're starting to, I think we eventually it's, I think it's inevitable that we come to that collective conclusion because I
1: hope so. I really, really hope so. I, it's not going to happen in my lifetime, but
0: I I think we're on our way, but surely I think we're getting there. In some ways we're really realizing just how connected we are. And I think that uh, it is, it's the Mm -hmm. truth. The truth will always be known. We'll always come back to the truth because you can always get far away from your truth, but eventually you're going to come back to what you really are, what the truth of the matter is, is, is my thought. And yes, I think that we're, we've swung so far away from what's true about ourselves, about each other, about life, that we're about to hit as the farthest away point that you can.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're going
0: to be making our way back.
1: I, I think that's great. And I love that. I mean, I know from my own spiritual journey that I had to kind of, go way out there and, you know, and really very, very far from myself before I could, you know, test the limits of what I could experience in life. That was (laughs) before I came back to who I really, you know, to who I really am. Uh And I, I really, and I love that you, you see that going on on a planetary level. And it gives me hope, that perspective that, we are you know it seems like we're just going to the the absolute extremes of the shadow side of our you know of ourselves as a global community and and it you know and in the psyche needs balance the psyche is is always drawn to balance and hopefully the world is too you know when you go pendulum swings one way it has to swing another but also finding the center finding the center and it is like you know these the way they're you know we are evolving i mean you know we are evolving but the the spiral, of the, you know, it's a spiral of evolving where we go down, de- you know, or you know where there's there's a lot of darkness that is uncovered right. in well, that process. If you
0: think of a spiral; it keeps, it does keep going around in yeah, circles. There's yeah, circles. it, does it, it does. Circles. does. it is going up. It, it is, is going up. up. It is it's going up. Going you know it? Nothing's ever the same. Mm -mm. so it can feel like oh we've done done this before we've seen this before but yeah subtle changes and i think that over time we because we'll eventually find ourselves in a different time a totally Mm -hmm. different time because that's what happens life is always changing Mm -hmm. life is change
1: yes life is change the only constant is change yeah very true very very true
0: (laughs) so melissa you you mentioned your spiritual journey i would love to go way back and i'm always interested in when did this start for you you know, I didn't start yeah. any sort of spiritual inclination until I was much older. I was always really interested, like with my friends, let's yeah. do a seance and let's do this and that. So yeah. I always kind of been into it, but I never really felt any sort of actual ability. But a lot of people will say that from a young age, uh, they were mm-hmm. able to feel attunement, to have clairvoyance, clairaudience. Mm-hmm. What, what's your story? What was your first experience?
1: Yeah, like I, well, when I was a child, I had, I had little precognitive dreams I mean I remember you know <laughs> like going to sleep and dreaming of this this television show and waking up and the and you know and that day seeing the same figures that I saw on this television show on the television show and but you know and there were there were experiences like that and then when I was in college you know I I I was a religion major I was always very re- oriented towards spirituality like you know I, I, that seemed to be born in me but it it expressed itself more as was more oriented against uh, around Christianity when I was younger and I went to college to become a minister and uh, but and part of my that experience was I took a a um course in comparative religion and as part of that course I think we were assigned to try to meditate and I remember doing that and I I was meditating on a hill on my college campus and I I I went to school on a campus I had the great this great view of the, the 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 Catskills in upstate New York and um and I and I had this amazing experience of becoming one with everything around me that was Absolute beginner's love. You know, I mean, how would I know? You know, it was just amazing to me. And, but it really wasn't until I was initiated into Reiki and, you know, when I was 25 that I had this experience of a palpable sense of something else, like something that there was really something out there, Mm -hmm. that there was really something out there. You know, it kind of blew my mind, like, you know, this teacher you know she's like blue on my hands and drew these symbols on me and then you know and afterward I had this energy coming through my hands and I was like oh my god what is that how did that happen and I was just totally blissed out and it blew my mind at the time so that was a really that was a, a big moment for me I know not everyone experiences that but it I, it was just the right timing I think so and then you know and, and you know and things moved on from there I mean I there were other things. I mean, when I was in, I eventually, I, you know, I left I, in college, I began to experiment with paganism and I went to rituals and things like that. But it really wasn't until I had that Reiki initiation until I really felt like, oh, there's something out there. And that was the beginning for me. And I think for me, spiritually, you know, that a lot of people's journeys is to, you know, is they, they start, On the earth, and for them, it's you know to go up to the sky. You know, I have this whole, I have this thing of the balancing the earth and the sky. And for me, I had to go from the sky down to the earth. You know, like I, it's almost like I, I had a certain spiritual sensitivity, and um, and I really had to learn how to ground myself. So I, you know, I just it was I really was in a pattern of disassociation for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, in my first bout of therapy there in my early twenties, really helped me to you know kind of get more into my body. But when I re- when I did, um, but well, you know, when I worked with my first therapist and working with you know who had a more like oh developmental psych and cbt approach it, you know it definitely helped me to get my core sense of self in place there but um, but my spiritual life was kind of put aside because you didn't really know what to do with it but then when i found jungian therapy i my spiritual self was totally welcome in in, in jungian therapy and that was when i started to really more integrate my spiritual experience into my into my body into myself and and before that, I kind of, you know, when I said that I kind of went way out there, I mean, I got pretty disassociated and, and, and you know, to a certain point when, you know, I had a crisis and I didn't really even, I felt kind of insane. So, and I had to bring myself back from that. And, and, um, but when I look back on that, I think about, you know, and that was when I was very, very young you know, as a teenager and I think that I was just trying to find my, the limits of how far can you go out, go out, you know, how far can you go out to the spiritual world yeah. without actually leaving your body, you know, and you can go out pretty far, but you, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't really serve this, your psychological development unless you can integrate it into your, you know, and that's, you know, and that's, you know, where I, yeah, I, I came. That reminds me of the phrase,
0: of sort of keep keep your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds, which is mm-hmm. you know you don't want to go too far either way. You don't want to be just feet on the ground in the physical physical world, and but you also don't want to float into the ethers of eternal
1: <laughs> spiritual. Yes, you know exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I was definitely at danger of doing that. And I my first therapy session actually with with the Jungian therapist when I was you know in my very early 30s. She the the dream I brought to her involved a tree, and uh, she asked me to become the tree, and I did. I you know I just it was a, it was a the particular image of the tree for was you know it was like I became this unique tree that you know came to me in this dream, and I just felt it was like this immediate sense of rootedness and um, embodiment, and for me at that time that was a really big deal. Like, I mean, I was going through a lot emotionally and, you know, there was a lot going on for me and I was amazed. It was like magic. Like, wow. <laughs> you know? like, I went from feeling like, Oh, you know, like, like feeling really, um, scat, you know, uh, dis- fragmented to feeling really strong in myself just with working with an image that was that I, I was hooked <laughs> after that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's get in more to to dream work because I think it's something that everybody has some degree of interest in because everyone has had dreams at some point or another. Some people dream more than others. I mm. I remember my dreams most night. A lot of people say mm. they don't remember their dreams very yep. often. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have any thoughts on that? Why some people remember their dreams more readily than others?
1: Yeah you know, I, I I don't know why some people remember their dreams more than others. I think I I mean I think. I, um, I know, I have heard that, that when you have a lot of, when you are dreaming a lot, that you're more psychically open, you know, that you're just, sometimes I think people remember their dreams when they're going through a a big period of, of growth, uh, you know, psychological, spiritual growth. But I don't know. I mean, I know some people who, um, you know, take, something to sleep, you know, like they take CBDs or they take a a lot of melatonin or whatever, or, or they're on sleeping medication and that keeps them from dreaming. Um, that I, um, I don't really know, you know, I feel like the fact, the fact that I dream is a gift, you know, that, that was a gift given, you know, that, that, you know, not as I'm gifted in that regard, but that it was a, that I'm so grateful that I dream you know, in that, in that regard. So I don't know why, and I'm not really, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a, uh, up on the science around that either. So I can't really comment on it. So you
0: have your intuition.
1: And your <laughs> yes, I have my, yeah, that's true. I have my intuition. You know, I think it's not everyone's way, you know, some people truly need to rest at night and they don't need, they don't want or need the, the, the activity and it's a kind of wisdom to not dream. Maybe you know they have a path that's more in their waking life, and that that's how they and that's how they access their their soul. You know. So, do you think
0: that all dreams have meaning?
1: Oh yes, I do. Yes, yes. Because
0: really? I got to say, sometimes you have these dreams that just feel yeah. so detached from any reality or any sort of making any sort of sense. Or- yes tangible time it just seems so crazy you know like, yeah that's like right. flying on pink dragons and then you know <laughs> like going under the ocean and it's like what relevance is that unless that's another you know dimension or world that <laughs> we get to experience
1: cool. well i mean there are all different kinds of dreams yes there are some dreams that you know that are purely pragmatic you know and, and actually that young was was a very practical person you know i was i was just talking to a um and a longtime Jungian analyst about this the other day who, who said that you know, who said that to me, that Jung was very practical about dream work that it wasn't always like mega symbolic, you know. Uh, it is amazing. people will come to a dream circle and they will bring you know I, they'll think that they, they have a little fragment of a dream that they bring in, I don't think this means anything or just you know or what is this about? And after working the dream, they' usually they're almost always blown away by wow I thought that meant nothing okay and even with myself I that's happened to me you know like oh I didn't think that meant anything at all and then it really does so I yeah my sense is that that dreams come for a reason they're they're here to tell you something that you don't know mm. well I and, think that's why people well they seek
0: you out right but I think that's why people get hung up on dreams. Cause they, they were like, well, what the heck did that mean? What am I, what am yeah. I supposed to know from this? What I, <laughs> I don't get the relevance of that bizarro scenario, but I guess there must be some, but then there's other dreams. For example, just last night, I had a dream. So I've been sober for seven years, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And I, I had a drinking dream, which is very common. Uh, but it was, you know, one of those where I was out with people. I remember it vividly. I was out with people and I decided, you know what, let's go drink tonight. And I started Mm -hmm. taking shots, and I slowly, you know, got drunk and couldn't remember things. And just, and I remember thinking in the dream, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I can't believe I did this. And I woke up feeling so relieved
1: that it didn't actually, that it wasn't actually happening really in the moment. Yeah. 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 Big time. So there's, I, you know, yes, I know. I think, I feel like there's, you know, sometimes dreams come in the service of helping us come to terms with who we've been and um who we are now and and also there's they you know there is something to the idea that we you know it's about it's about perspective like giving us the perspective of who we once were so we can you know have a sense of um, it helps us integrate you know to look at okay that I, I'm not that person anymore but also those drives that put you know put me towards my um, uh, you know that whatever it was in my psyche that compelled me to drink and I'm still working with that
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: that I'm still I'm still like you know, it takes a uh, that or I'm the energy
0: of of an addiction or of something that's that you're tempted to do, but you know doesn't really serve you very do, well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like addictions come from unmet needs and shame, and you know, there's all kinds of things that can take a lifetime to really work out. You know, I've you know I've struggled with um, eating and food issues my whole life. You know, and and it's never like ever. I re- resolve it at different. I resolve it at different levels, you know. But you know, for instance, for instance, uh, this is something from my own life. Like I will dream of sweets. I often, you know, because I had a, a, an addiction to sweets, and I will dream of little treats and things. And that became a really and it's an important image for me of what I want. What do I really want? And in some regards, like you can't have what you want. And that's a healing idea, that you can have what you want, because we all need to let go of the our, you know, wishes to be taken care of or whatever, and also that you can have what you want. I mean, it's, and, and that, anyway, so the image became what I want. And then also this idea of, you know, drinking or this any sort of way that we try to... Uh, absorb ourselves in something else than who we are that it can express a really important desire to to commune with spirit to um ex you know experience a communion with spirit with ourselves with our you know our self capital s and um you know i can see how that that desire, if we, you know, if we're still, you know, working on that, it can come through, it, you know, it can come through in the dream. As I still, I still, you know, what what was I trying to accomplish by drinking, you know, or what am I? What was I ever trying to accomplish by, you know, binging on sweets or whatever? That that need is still there um, for me, you know. Like I still spiritually want to commune. And, you know, if my if I'm feeling, you know, if, well, you know, if my old trauma is up or whatever, um, and I, you know, and my nervous system is hijacked and, you know, and, and uh, you know, that that impulse is still there, whether or not I say, no, I'm not going to be eating anything sweet right now, that desire is still there. And maybe I maybe I meet that desire, maybe I figure out a way to meet my meat, and maybe I don't. And if I haven't figured out a way to meet that need, maybe the, that compulsive behavior shows up in my dream because it's saying, you know, there's something that's, that's still there, but for your, for your dream, the feeling that you had with the dream, when you woke up, which, oh, I'm so glad that I am no longer doing that, mm-hmm. that that may be more what the, what the dream is about is that feeling Perfect. like, you know, like, cause the feeling that you have when you wake up from the dream is so important just that sense of you know I don't have to do that anymore yeah you know yeah. that and, and to really just know I don't have to do that anymore and it's it's a relief like such a relief yeah, like you, some- you could do it in your dream you know you could do it in your dream you know have that experience in the dream and not have to do it in your waking life
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a, it's a great reminder because you wake up feeling it's such a blessing. You think, oh my gosh, that's not true. I don't have yeah. to. I don't have to go start my sobriety over. I don't have to go. You know, to tell all these people and do all these things. It's it's okay. It didn't really happen. And but it does leave you thinking, I am so grateful for this, and I'm so grateful I'm not there. Mm-hmm. However, I think it does also make you think about. I don't want to engage in other things that leave me because, just as you said, it's you're trying to meet unmet needs. You're trying to do things mm-hmm. that are soothing you. When we engage in behaviors that end up hurting us. And mm-hmm. it's it's a reminder to where else am I doing this? And how can I disengage from that? Because it's just as important to get disengaged from those things as it was to disengage from the drinking. But
1: mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's often kind of go from one coping mechanism to another.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't really know. We don't feel the ability to go without. And it, there's so many different forms. Everything can be an addiction.
1: Yes, everything, exactly. Anything can be an addiction. You know, exactly. Food, everything. And spiritual, you yeah. know, your spirituality, you know? Like, I think that's yeah. definitely something I've had to deal with in my life is, you know, using yeah. spirituality as an escape. Yeah. So People who
0: are almost addicted to things like tarot and readings where they felt that they, you know, they needed to get more and more confirmation and information and yes. all of that. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, let me ask you another avenue is the idea that, so you said that all dreams are, are bring, bringing you something, they're offering something yet. We talked earlier about potential energies and I've definitely had dreams where it felt that I was experiencing in a dream, almost a, a different timeline than I was going on. The biggest example is when I have been dating someone or broken up with someone, I'll have these really lucid, realistic dreams of doing things with them that we never actually got to do together. And it really felt like I was walking this path of this potential energy that could have happened, but we didn't. it didn't go that way. Do you think there's any truth to that? Have you ever?
1: Uh, you mean the thing like that there's some part of you that in another timeline is, you know, that there's another like a, a parallel universe kind of thing where you are actually like um, acting out the thing that you didn't get to do.
0: That, or that just you know again, when you talk about when you're channeling you're kind of picking up potential energies for the person you're reading for, maybe your dreams are offering other paths that it could like potential energies that were existing, not necessarily that they're playing out, but they could be
1: mm-hmm. well yes, I mean and I mean, and there's the whole idea of wish fulfillment, and you know that you dream about what you what you wish that you could have experienced um I mean, yeah. I think you know. So know. What
0: fun do you think it is? Because I'd be curious because that's that was my initial thought was, oh, that was something I wanted with this person and I, I always wanted them because I've also had dreams where people said the things to me that I wanted them so badly to say, but they never did, whether it was a, yes. a family member or a friend yes. or a partner and they would, you know, come out and have the apology that I never got or have the kind words that I never received. Mm-hmm. So that could be the other thing is that it's just you kind of allowing yourself to receive what you didn't get.
1: Exactly, Allowing yourself to receive what you didn't get. And it can, and it, and it happens and it can't, I mean, you know, if somebody brought to me a dream where someone was telling them the thing that they always needed to hear, you know, from a parent or an, a former partner or something like that, I would honor that as a dream experience that was very healing and not necessarily something to analyze. Right. That there was that, that because the, you know the, the the self, capital S self. You know the part of us. It, it's a it is a um, there's a it, it is we have the ability to heal ourselves. And I I feel like so okay. There is this idea that everything that we dream about is a part of ourselves, and you know, in the case of a parent, you know, hearing an apology from a parent that we've never heard in person you know in real time but we hear it it could be that it's an aspect of us that's we're showing ourselves through our dream that we're worthy of receiving the apology Mm -hmm. that we're worthy of the love that internally the inner parent that our inner parent is showing us you are worthy of this love that you never received and so in its in you know our soul and its wisdom is you know, through the dream world, brings us, in, you know, an experience that is very healing to us. That, in you know, maybe it's not the actual parent who's offering this to us, or the you know the actual person, mm-hmm. but um, we're getting to experience a sense of being at peace with something, or feeling healed by something, and that's the most important part. You know, you know, you could, you know, if it were somebody who had died. And there was that experience that you know that could be a visitation dream, that could be a dream from that that person's spirit that comes through and offers the thing that was not offered during, you know, during life. And that happens to me when I'm, you know, when a you know when an, um, ancestors and spirits come through in a reading, and they they, they will say things um, where they're trying to make amends for what happened when they were on the planet, but but. You know, if the person is still alive or whatever, that that, I really if someone brought a dream like that to me, I would I would just say, you know, just hold the space of feeling so healed by that. But in the case of, you know, the 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 boyfriend that you break up with him and you dream about all the things that you wish you could have done together. You know, it's the same thing. It could be that there's a part of you that's showing you that you can that internally. Whatever it is that you wanted from that person is, is available to you internally. Mm. It's available to you um, for yourself. Uh, that you don't need it from the outside actually, that you but it comes through as that you know, as the boyfriend because that's what you projected that desire onto before.
0: So basically the greatest lesson of all time, because it's related to everything when we recognize yes. we didn't actually need anything in order to experience something it's always the experience comes from
1: us exactly exactly and I that is probably one of the most wonderful things about dream work for me personally is that you know that's really what makes it a spiritual path it's like that everything is inside yeah everything is inside
0: indeed indeed so I feel like we could talk about dreams forever because yes (laughs) i'm I'm just thinking i want the audience to feel like they're hearing some of their experiences being covered but what what are some things you could offer the audience in terms of take homes when you're you know you wake up in the middle of the night you just had the craziest dream what do you recommend if people are like how do i make sense of this obviously they can contact you which we're going to have our mission available (laughs) but and you know just on their own Mm -hmm. what are some tips that you have for people to kind of delve into their dreams a little on their own
1: Sure. Well, there's, um, so there's some things you can do. Like I I would look at what is the, the part of the dream that was the most compelling for me, the image, the experience or the feeling. And then I would look at what are my associations to those things? You know, what do I, you know, if I had this crazy dream about my, you know, my, my, my aunt, um, Sophie, you know, <laughs> what do I relate to my aunt, Sophie? Like, what do I remember about her? Um, when was the last time I saw her and what happened or whatever? Then look at how does, is there anything that's going on in this dream, like that dynamic of the dream that is um, reflective of something going on in my life? You know, like for instance, if, you know, you find yourself, there's this weird thing that happens where you're in this car and there's this, There's this figure that's like trying to open the door while you're trying to close the door and you're opening the door. You know, they're opening the door and you're trying to close the door. And there's this whole push pull thing going on. Then, like, is there some kind of dynamic going on in my life that's push pull, like um, with an actual person? Or do I find myself like, I don't really want to leave my job, but I need to leave my job. But I want, I don't want to leave my job, but I need to, like, you know, like thinking about things like that. And also really looking at the feeling of the dream, because the feeling you have can be the answer. You know, sometimes you have dreams and we wake up crying from them. We just wake up crying and we're like, why did we have this dream? But, but the, actual, the, the, the fact that you're crying may be the reason that you had the dream, because the dream just wanted to bring you into an emotional place where you could feel grief that you needed to feel for some reason, even if it's not totally apparent to you.
0: Oh, wow. Now that's an interesting point because let me ask you this. I've, I've had crying dreams where there is an emotion. And I love that concept that because the temptation can be to dissect it and say, uh-oh, should I be concerned about this sadness? Should I be, you know, but the idea that maybe it's just offering you a chance to express the feeling, to have the feeling. Exactly. Free, exactly. Because then there's yeah. also, I've had anger dreams where I yep. just screamed in my dream at somebody totally mm-hmm. out of, disproportionate to something and just- mm-hmm so so angry and again i wake up and think uh-oh like i got more work to do and but maybe it was just a chance to express and scream in a way that i don't in a normal everyday life
1: well yes exactly yes absolutely just, you know you definitely like dreams are you know they express what we aren't living you know so you're not if you're not able to express your anger you're going to express it in your dream but it's hmm. to to acknowledge that it's there to have the you know the awareness and acknowledge that it's there and also yeah like you maybe it's not safe to express your anger maybe you know in some ways that and because it's not safe then you repress it and then it comes in a dream so that you can be aware like oh i'm actually angry about this and maybe that means you have to act on it and maybe not maybe it's just a point of saying you know of uh, maybe it's just more about being aware of and acknowledging the feeling in yourself Um, that is
0: that is such good
1: great insight or saying you know i have limits (laughs) Mm. yeah totally Um, all right any final any
0: final thoughts or concepts for that for the the listeners in terms of what they can do to kind of Pull some information, or just relax and and appreciate their dreams, and just trust that it's just bringing a an experience or a release.
1: Yeah, you know, you don't always have to know what your dream means, and uh, to to benefit from the experience of it. Yes, I'm going to recommend a book. Um, The book is called Dreamscaping. It uh, is edited by uh, famous dream researcher Stanley Krippner, and it has. Multiple ways of working with dreams from all kinds of different perspectives. And I think it's a great beginning book for someone to read who's really interested in dream work. And of course, they can come to my site. And if they sign up for uh, my email list, I'll send them a PDF of ideas of how to work their dreams.
0: Well, I highly recommend you to everyone as an intuitive reader and a dream interpreter because I was really impressed by that intuitive reading that you did for me that
1: yeah thank you so much I really, really appreciate that yes. yeah so what yeah. and what is your website it's thenightisyoung.com
0: oh uh, so, my friends love them, are gonna appreciate that so much <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I also have a Facebook page called the night is young and a Facebook dream discussion group the night is young dream discussion group and on Instagram I'm the night is young dream guide so uh, the Facebook uh, the dream discussion group is fun because I do live you know free free Facebook live readings in the group, and uh, people post their dreams and they get a whole bunch of different perspectives on it from the people who are uh, in the group. So that's fun. And if you're interested in dream work and you just you're not quite sure, you can always uh, come to one of my dream circles. And um, you can find about, out about those on my website.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's a dream circle? Just a bunch of people sitting in a circle talking about their dreams?
1: Yeah, it's a their Zoom. They're online and their Zoom. And yes, you know, we start off, I pick a card for everyone and I do a little reading for everybody. And then someone shares their dream and I give my ideas about it. And then um, the people in the group give their ideas about it. And we usually, you know, we, we never tell someone what their dream means. We always say, well, I, I'm wondering if it might be about this or if it were my dream. I would think that, it, you know, this image might mean this to me. And uh, it's pretty amazing what happens when there's several different minds working on what a dream is. It's, it's been very powerful. Yeah,
0: ah, yeah
1: sounds like it. <laughs> so right. thank you so much, Whitney, for the opportunity to be on your podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you.
0: Yeah. Um, Thank you, Melissa, for being a guest and providing such amazing insight and information on dream interpretation and so much more. It was really wonderful talking with you. Yes. I look forward to working more with you.
1: Yes. Yes. I agree. Yes. I look forward to working more with you again in the future. Okay. All right, Melissa, take care. You too. Bye-bye.
0: That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at WomenWaken.com and check out the website, WomenWaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and
1: magic.